We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How many wins for Oregon football in 2024? We'll tackle that on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It is Wednesday, February 21st. 2024 and i'm coming to you from long beach california as always appreciate you guys for tuning in to another episode of the pod taking some time to talk some oregon football before we hop into it make sure to do me a quick favor like the video and subscribe to the channel if you're watching here on youtube at oregon football max taurus and then leave me a comment on what you're thinking whether it's oregon football Oregon football recruiting, or if you want to ask a future mailbag question uh, on another episode of the show, comments are a great way to get in there, and I want to get you guys more involved. So make sure you do that. Do that quick favor for me, but let's hop right into it. Football season is not upon us just yet. We know that Oregon is going to be holding their spring game on April 27th, 2024. That is a Saturday, of course. And the kickoff time has been announced for 1 p.m. according to GoDucks.com. So we're getting some more details there. Make sure you guys make your travel arrangements. I am hoping to be there in Eugene for that game. So I got to make some travel arrangements of my own. But spring football hasn't started just yet. And we're in a recruiting dead period. So it feels like there's not a lot going on. But there is, I assure you, if you haven't already, Make sure you give my latest episode a listen where I talk about what's going on with Oregon football in the recruiting dead period. You can find that on my channel um, on YouTube, or you can listen to it on your podcasting platform of choice. Also got to talk with John Kinzano on some big picture football recruiting yesterday. So all of that is widely available. Go ahead and give it a listen if you haven't already. How about win totals? Let's talk about win totals because... We're at that point in the calendar year where 
sports books are setting their win totals and their odds for next season. We have a good enough feel of what a lot of these rosters are looking like, whether it be from recruits that have signed and in many cases enrolled early, as is the case with a majority of Oregon's 2024 class. I think almost everybody is there, uh, save a handful of guys. And then you also have transfer portal players have in many cases already arrived in Eugene or at their other schools to kind of get their fresh start coming over from another school. And then you also have coaching movement. The coaching carousel has kind of quieted down now, except for a couple of schools here and there, right? You got Kalen DeBoer at Alabama still making hires, Jerome Moore at Michigan still making hires, Jed Fish at Washington. The, the list goes on a little bit, but those are kind of the main ones we're looking at. How about the Ducks? Let's talk about the Ducks because FanDuel set Oregon's win total for the regular season at 10 and a half. 10 and a half wins for Oregon. Um, if you're going on FanDuel, they have the over 10 and a half wins. So that'd be 11 or more at plus 100 odds. And they have under 10 and a half wins, which would be 10 or less at minus 122. I think I broke that down right. I really feel like I should understand more about how odds work with how much football I consume and how much sports I consume. But I'm giving you guys the lowdown, and I think that's what it what it kind of comes down to. So let's let's look at this thing and kind of see what we think about Oregon and 10 and a half wins. I think over 10 and a half wins is really reasonable and pretty realistic. Just kind of going through Oregon's schedule right now. I got it up on my screen here off to the side. So if you see me looking, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. But Oregon's going to have their spring game on April 27th, and then they kick off the 2024 regular season at home in Eugene against the Idaho Vandals on Saturday, August 31st. And don't really think there's too much to discuss there. I think that's going to be a win for Oregon. And then you have uh, Boise State. You're back at home in week two of the season. The Boise State Broncos, they fired uh, head coach, Andy Avalos uh, at last year, and now they are led by new head coach, Spencer Danielson. Um, and now Boise State also is projected to be led, their offense that is, by former USC quarterback from former five-star recruit Malachi Nelson. He is uh, probably the biggest addition that the Broncos have made this offseason via the transfer portal. So, that's obviously a big storyline around the Broncos and kind of what they have going uh, over there in, in Idaho ahead of the 2024 season. I think that they have traditionally been one of the better coached, better put together, and just in general better, um, you know, group of five team uh, in, in recent memory. I, I'm pretty sure that the group of five has the Mountain West, unless I am having a complete brain fart. Um, I want to say that, uh, the group of five is that mountain West is okay. Yeah. Mountain West is in the group of five. So had to make sure I was clearing that one up, but I think that Oregon shouldn't have too much of an issue with Boise state, uh, especially cause the ducks are at home. They play their best ball at home. And I think that this roster is going to look the same in a lot of ways, but different in a lot of ways for Dan Lenny and the Ducks. And maybe I should have gotten into this a little bit earlier, so I'll pump the brakes 
before I go through every game, but just talking about how this roster and this coaching staff has ultimately changed since the end of the 2023 season, right? Uh, the Ducks finished the 2023 season um, with an 11 and two record, uh, 12 and two record, excuse me. Um, following their latest win in the in the Fiesta Bowl over Liberty in Glendale, Arizona, they won that game 45 to six on New Year's Day. So great way to wrap up the season, especially after losing to Washington again in the Pac-12 title game, but. This team, in large part, at least from a coaching standpoint, it, it looks the same. I said it on yesterday's podcast. There hasn't been a lot of personnel moves from the coaching staff, aside from Demetrius Martin choosing to leave Eugene to become the cornerbacks coach at his alma mater in Michigan State. That's really the, the biggest personnel movement that you've seen from a coaching standpoint. And then as a result of that, Chris Hampton got promoted to defensive backs coach. He was previously the co-defensive coordinator and the safeties coach. I believe he's still the co-defensive coordinator, but taking on the bigger title of defensive backs coach in Eugene for the Ducks. And then Rashad Wadud is going to be taking on a bigger role with the cornerbacks. And he is a huge up-and-comer uh, in the college coaching ranks. So the Ducks have had some pretty good stability, whereas a lot of other programs, they've been adding coaches, losing coaches, and not a lot of big losses in the transfer portal either. Um, I think the biggest one that we can maybe talk about is Triquiz Bridges, who opted to transfer to Florida, or maybe Cole Martin, who opted to transfer to Arizona State. Those are kind of the notable ones that come to mind for me. But it's been really stable on the coaching and personnel side for the Ducks. And then they got a lot of top guys from the portal. I think one of the reasons that Oregon is poised for such big success in 2024 a lot of it stems from Dylan Gabriel coming to Oregon from Oklahoma to play his final year of college football. He's incredibly experienced. He's a dual threat guy, um, you know, super, super mobile. I think I really like watching him run and I think he just fits Will Stein's offense so seamlessly and they're going to be able to draw on a lot of what worked for Bo Nix and, and hope that that works for Dylan Gabriel. So you have him who comes in to, to be your starter next year. And then you also got Dante Moore, a former five-star quarterback recruit from UCLA. And it was a rocky year for Dante. I'll, I'll admit that for sure, but that's still valuable experience. He has more experience than any other quarterback behind Dylan Gabriel in that room. Austin Novosad been at Oregon for a year now, but he hasn't seen a lot of game time. And then you also have Luke Moga who just showed up. So Oregon's quarterback room is in a great spot. And if you have the quarterback room figured out, then you're in a good spot. And that usually bodes well for you. Looking at the offensive line, you don't lose a ton of pieces there. You do lose the reigning Remington Trophy Award winner, Jackson Powers Johnson, who has generated a lot of buzz ahead of the 2024 NFL draft. Certainly looks like he's going to be the first center off the board. The question now is, is he going to be a first-round pick? Daniel Jeremiah, a notable guy in the NFL draft circle, he recently posted his second mock draft, and he had uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, I want to say, going number 19 to the Los Angeles Rams, and that'd be a great fit. So you'll lose Jackson Powers Johnson. You'll lose Stephen Jones, two of your better guys along the O-line. Stephen Jones played a lot of right guard for the Ducks and also um, – split some time with Iapani Pancho Laulaulu, who's going to be the new center for the Ducks in 2024. But other than that, 
you return pretty much your entire offensive line. Um, Marcus Harper II is coming back. Josh Connerly Jr. is coming back. Johnny Cornelius, who came over from Rhode Island, is coming back. So you have a lot of really good pieces. And then you add Matthew Bedford from Indiana, who was formerly committed to Colorado. So you have experience. And even though a lot of these guys haven't played together necessarily as this starting five, you got a lot of experience along the offensive line. And that bodes well for your pass and run game. And then running backs still loaded. But uh, Noah Whittington comes back for another year after suffering a season-ending injury last year. Uh, you get uh, another year with Jordan James, who I think is going to be a star. Jay Harris comes over, a D2 All-American from Northwest Missouri State. And then look at the wide receivers that you have to work with. Evan Stewart, the top wide receiver transfer uh, in the transfer portal, comes over from Texas A&M, another former five-star guy. And then you get another year of Tez Johnson, another year of Treshawn Holden. Gary Bryant's back for a year. Jurion Dickey, remember him, five-star guy we haven't seen too much of. Kyler Casper, there's just a lot of names that are still budding, I think, that we haven't seen too much from at Oregon. So you got to be confident in that wide receiver room under Junior Adams. And then how about the tight ends? Terrence Ferguson's back. Patrick Herbert's back. They were both studs last year. Then you also have Kenyon Sadiq back again. And then you had two more guys in Roger Saliapaga and A.J. Pugliano from the 2024 recruiting class, and you got tons of experience uh, across the board. So Oregon's offense is, is going to be great. And then let's talk about the defense a little bit more. Talk about some of those returners. Jordan Birch coming back. He was one of the best defensive players for the Ducks uh, as the as the 2023 season kind of wound down, but he got hurt in the Pac-12 title game. I think it was on the opening drive of that one. Then we didn't get to see any more of him, but he's back. Uh, and that is absolutely huge. That could be the biggest return that the Ducks get on defense in 2024. Justin Jacobs, the Iowa linebacker transfer, he's back for another year. Jeffrey Bossa, another star linebacker for the Ducks, he's back for another year. And then you have Mateo Youngalele, Blake Purchase, Tatum Tuioti, three true freshmen that hit right off the bat, and they played big roles. And they were able to rotate in kind of, I think Tatum, I want to say, played the most of those three, but I could be wrong. Um, but just the way that the depth kind of worked out, they were able to play um, a really good amount of football last year. And that's really valuable experience now because the Ducks lost a lot of uh, production along that D-line. Brandon Dorless, KG Rogers, Popo Amavai, all those guys are gone. Uh, but you add in a guy like Jamari Caldwell, who was one of the highest graded defensive linemen in the country last year, according to Pro Football Focus. Maybe you even get another defensive lineman to help on the interior in the spring portal. And you're looking good. Uh, you have a lot of really talented defensive linemen that haven't played a lot of ball yet necessarily that I think you can lean on. Guys like Ben Roberts could be cut out for a bigger role this year. Um, Amari Washington, Michael Gardner, they've been spoken pretty highly of since they arrived. So this this could be a really interesting group defensively. And we have to talk about the secondary too. Um, Jabbar Muhammad comes over from Washington. He was probably the best corner in the Pac-12 last year. And now you get him for a year. You also bring in a speedster and Cameron Alexander from UTSA to help bolster that cornerback room. Um, Brandon Johnson comes over from Duke. He's going to be playing some nickel for you. Uh, also was told that Jabbar Muhammad was going to be playing a little bit of nickel as well. So you got some really versatile pieces in that back end for Oregon. So they're looking really solid. Taishim Johnson's back for another year. Jalil Florence is back. Unfortunately, ended the year 
banged up, but he should be back for you in, in 2024. And then you have some young guys in that room, like Dakota Fields, Ifio Badegwu, Sione Laulea. Um, I'm trying to think of some more corners that maybe haven't gotten to play a whole lot. Solomon Davis is someone, Rod Pleasant. So there's a lot of pieces there. And then I also have to give a quick shout out to Devin Jackson, that linebacker. I'm really excited to see what he can do. Jerry Mixon as well. So overall, broadly, I think every year that Dan Lanning has been here, I think we've kind of, we've seen them continue to get better. And now that he just signed the best recruiting class the Ducks have ever seen, this is going to be a year where the Ducks are going to, I think this roster could be the best that Dan Lanning has had since he's been at Oregon. And I think he said as much during his uh, signing day special um, that this is the most talented roster he's had. And I think if you're doing your job right every year, you should be saying that because the players should be getting better every year. They're going after top guys from the high school ranks. They're going after top guys and are competitive for top targets in the portal all the time. So that's kind of the broad note that I wanted to get into here with where the Ducks are at going into this schedule. So you start with the state of Idaho. You got the University of Idaho and Boise State back-to-back weeks. Now you're 2-0. And then now you got to travel up the road a little bit to Corvallis to play against Oregon State. And they're obviously looking like a, a totally new team with Jonathan, Smith depart- Jonathan Smith's departure. DJU uh, transfers to Florida State. So they're definitely a big question mark. I know people have kind of criticized them because they're, I feel bad for them because they're, they are left without a home and they're going to be playing a lot of mountain West teams this year. Um, But I think it's fair to say that they're probably going to take a step back this year. Um, Now that uh, Jonathan Smith isn't there, I think he had that thing going really well, but I'm going to say Oregon wins against Oregon state in an early non-conference game in September 14th on September 14th. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But this is where it gets a little bit interesting because Oregon does have a bye, but it is in week four. So September 14th, the Ducks play Oregon State. I think they'll win that game. 
And then two weeks later, on September 28th, the Ducks hit the road, staying out west to face a Big Ten foe in UCLA, uh, in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. So I think that it's not an ideal time for a bye week. I think you would probably want to have Oregon's bye closer to the middle of the season if you can, especially because this is kind of sandwiched between two relatively easy wins, I think, for the Ducks. Um, you know, Deshaun Foster takes over as head coach uh, of the Bruins following Chip Kelly's departure to become the new uh, offensive coordinator at Ohio State. And I mean, UCLA, I think they have the one of the stronger brands out West, but Chip Kelly left that roster with some serious holes. He, he We know that he didn't really like to recruit. UCLA was never a recruiting power. Maybe they will be under Deshaun Foster, but just calling it like it is, this program is not really set up for immediate success in the Big Ten. So there's going to be a lot of questions that I think UCLA has to answer. And I think that they're really going to try to tap into those local guys, the local talent in Los Angeles. I feel like it's just got to be a new recruiting identity, a new recruiting approach for the Bruins to really assert themselves as competitors in this new look Big Ten. But I got the Ducks at 4-0 now in uh, the 2024 season. And then they go back to Eugene for a home matchup with Michigan State, Jonathan Smith, and the Spartans, who may be led by a new quarterback transfer, Aiden Childs, who followed Smith from Oregon State. He was a guy I got to see his senior year out here in Downey in Southern California. I think that Michigan State, kind of like UCLA, has some work to do. I think Michigan State's done a good job. Jonathan Smith's done a good job since he got there, but they haven't really been known to be top players in the transfer portal, to, to be top players recruiting high school guys. So I'm going to go ahead and give Oregon a win there as well. So the Ducks are 5-0 and now before they get to, I think, their first true toss-up game of the season their first true toss-up game in their debut in the Big Ten. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about an October 12th matchup in Eugene at Autzen Stadium against Ryan Day and the Ohio State Buckeyes. And the real reason this is a big game is because it's kind of been, the discussion has really been that this new look Big Ten has Ohio State and Oregon as the two clear-cut programs at the top now. Michigan was right there in that mix. I think they take a little bit of a step down now that Jim Harbaugh is gone, and they that roster is kind of getting gutted, losing some some top players. So kind of like um, you know your Washingtons or your Arizonas, I think you're probably going to see a little bit of a step back. Um, maybe not so much with Arizona because they still got T-Mac and Noah Fafita there. That's huge for them. Um, but Ohio state is, that's, that's the cream of the crop really in the big 10. But I think that Oregon is appropriately placed right alongside Ohio state. Maybe it's not uh, a one and then two, maybe it's a one, a and a one B. I know I saw my guy, Spencer McLaughlin wrote something along those lines, um, recently saying that that's kind of where they're at. And I would tend to agree because Dan Lanning has been recruiting, at that level of getting top guys in the program every year. He's got some awesome coaches there when he's had to make a hire, he's made awesome hires that have really worked out in the ducks favor. So I think this could be a shootout. I really do. And the Buckeyes 
Um, they, they lose, um, who was their quarterback last year? Oh my God. Complete brain fart. Um, Kyle McCord, Kyle McCord moves to Syracuse and then now Ohio state gets Kansas state transfer quarterback, Will Howard in the mix. They also signed Aaron Nolan, a top quarterback in the 24 class out of Georgia, Langston Hughes and Julian Sayan out of Carlsbad, right outside the San Diego area. He was enrolled at Alabama. So I guess he's technically an Alabama transfer following Nick Saban's recruit, uh, retirement. And then you also have Ole Miss transfer running back Quinshawn Judkins in the back with Travion Henderson. And they really turned switch, it feels like, in the transfer portal. And a lot of people think that they're reportedly or allegedly, you know, doling out cash to get these top uh, guys from the transfer portal. And maybe that's the case. Maybe it isn't. But either way, we have to talk about it and realize that they have these guys on their team now. And Caleb Downs, the safety that transferred from Alabama, he has been pretty much billed almost universally as the biggest transfer portal commitment of the entire offseason. He was an immediate impact guy, instant contributor in Tuscaloosa once he arrived on campus. And I fully expect that that's going to be the case again once he starts playing for the Buckeyes. He is that kind of guy, super, super talented. So, I think that Oregon can win this game. I really do. Um, it's going to it's their biggest game on the schedule aside from a rematch with Washington. I feel like it is the biggest game on their schedule just because Washington lost so many guys and they're not expected to be the same team that they were or even necessarily that close uh, in 2024 compared to what they were in 2023 when they went to the national championship. So I think right now, I'm going to give the edge to Oregon here. They won the last time these two teams played in Ohio in the shoe. I know that that was a totally different time. I mean, the Ducks had Anthony Brown at quarterback and Mario Cristobal was their head coach, but they still got it done. I think that you could make the case pretty clearly that the Ducks are better in 2024 going into the season right now than they were when they won that game. Just looking at the talent they have across the board and the momentum that Dan Lanning has them operating with, I think that's huge. So I got the Ohio State game as a win right now. But man, that's going to be a battle. I give the Ducks a slight edge there. Then you hit the road and go back out east into true Big Ten country, West Lafayette, Indiana, for a matchup with the Purdue Boilermakers. Look, I got a buddy that went to Purdue. Shout out to my guy, Matt, if you're listening. Shout out to Eric as well, another, another friend that went to Purdue. And uh, Purdue's a team just kind of historically that has been able to, you know, give give you their best shot and, and you know, create some madness. They had that huge upset over Ohio State and West Lafayette. I want to say it was my freshman year of college in 2016. I'm, I'm repping my Zags, uh, go Zags uh, here on YouTube. But I don't think that I don't think that Purdue's going to have Oregon's number uh, going out on a limb there. So I'm going to give Oregon a win there as well. And then you also have um, the Ducks traveling. They go back to Eugene the next week on October 26th now is where we're at in the calendar for a home game against the Illinois Fighting Illini. I give them a win there as well. And then now we're in November, and the Ducks kick off November with a trip to Ann Arbor to face the defending national champion Michigan Wolverines. Taking a little sip of coffee here on a Wednesday afternoon. I think that this is an interesting matchup because Michigan lost their head coach with Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL. 
to take the head coaching job with the Chargers and Herbo, Justin Herbert. And they lost Keon Sab, who transferred to Alabama. Looks like Will Johnson, their star DB, is going to stay there. Blake Corum is heading to the NFL draft. So um, that's that's pretty big. Um, so they're, they're losing some pieces for sure. Roman Wilson is another one at wide receiver. Jerome Moore takes over, and there's a lot of movement just with the players and the coaches. I think that if, if Oregon were to play Michigan from this year, it would be a much, much better game. But I'm going to go ahead and give the Ducks the edge in – Ann Arbor. And, and maybe this is a snow game. I don't know. This is one of those cool different matchups that we're not used to uh, because Oregon hasn't been in the Big Ten. So they're going to go hit the road and, and travel out to Michigan. Maybe it's snowing, but man, how cool of a matchup is that going to be? Ducks, Wolverines in the big house on a Saturday morning. Maybe I'll have to go to that game. I don't know. I definitely want to make sure I'm at that Ohio State game if I can, though. So I'm going to give the Ducks the win over Michigan. And then now you have the Ducks staying, uh, coming back out to Eugene for a game against the Maryland Terrapins. Maryland hasn't really been a school that's really done that well. I mean, I want to see what they did in, in 2023 um, just to make sure that I'm, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, you know, familiarizing myself uh, with this team and not just writing them off. Right. So 2023 Maryland, uh, finished the season with a eight and five overall record. They went four and three at home, three and two on the road, and four and five in conference. Um, let's see what they 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 lost to Ohio State by twenty. They lost to Penn State by thirty six. Doing the quick math here, fifty one to fifteen. Uh, played Michigan close. They lost to Michigan twenty four to thirty one. Uh, and then they squeaked out a win over Nebraska, 13 to 10 on the road in Lincoln. Uh, and then they beat Auburn in the Music City Bowl. So uh, some pretty bad losses and some okay wins. You know, Mike Loxley's just still trying to get things going out there. He was billed as one of the better offensive minds in college football. And, and maybe this is a year where they put it together a little bit more. But I don't see Maryland having Oregon's number. So another win for the Ducks here. Uh, and then the next week, we're in November 16th now. They hit the road again and go out to Madison, Wisconsin, Camp Randall to face the Wisconsin Badgers and Luke Fickle. Again, is this a snow game? I don't know. I'm not trying to say the snow is going to be a huge factor, but Oregon isn't used to playing in the snow. So you just have to at least factor that in a little bit. And I think Wisconsin is another game that you maybe don't think too much about. Oregon and Wisconsin have played each other before. Uh, right when when you know DeAnthony Thomas was at Oregon and and Russell Wilson was at Wisconsin after transferring from NC State they played in the Rose Bowl so the Ducks also got the most recent win over Wisconsin I want to say when Justin Herbert played against the Badgers in his senior year in the Rose Bowl so Wisconsin's always got great linebackers I want to say they always got great offensive linemen and they're gonna be physical in the trenches so this is not going to be an easy game for Oregon. I'm telling you right now, in February, that game against Wisconsin is going to be a tough one. I think Luke Fickle is probably still getting things, uh, you know, getting them his way out there in Wisconsin after coming over from Cincinnati. I mean, we took Cincinnati to the playoffs. Um, and, man, I think this could be a, an interesting game. Um, 
and Oregon's going to have to bring it. They're going to have to be physical here. They're going to have to get after the quarterback, and they're going to have to do what they can to pave those running lanes for the running backs and and defend Dylan Gabriel here. Um, definitely a hostile road environment. I want to say they have the the jump around tradition over there, if memory serves, with the Badgers. But again, I'm going to give Oregon the win here. I think that they. Uh, I'm not trying to pick Oregon in every game, but I truly think that they are one of the truly elite teams in 2024. And then what we've all been waiting for, the rematch, November 30th on Saturday in Eugene at what is going to be an incredibly hostile Autzen Stadium, hostile for the Washington Huskies. Jed Fish gets his first taste of the Oregon-Washington rivalry in 2024 Mississippi State transfer quarterback Will Rogers leading the Huskies on offense and man this see this was an easy one that you could say oh yeah I got Oregon because Washington lost so much but Jed Fish is a great coach and you never know what's going to happen in a rivalry game so I think Oregon has an awesome chance to win this game there's going to be a lot on the line seeing that it's November 30th you're gonna maybe it's a I don't want to say winner punches their ticket to the Pac-12 championship because frankly, I don't or the big 10 championship. My God, I don't know if, if Washington's going to be at that spot under Jed fish in year one, but you never know. I think Oregon's going to be coming for blood in this game. They're going to be out for blood. They're going to be mean. Um, and man, it's going to be a good game. I think Dan Lanning and the Ducks really want this one. They want to beat the heck out of the Huskies. You're at home in Eugene, um, last regular season game of the year. And I think you got the Oregon's going to be able to take this one and, and get a win to, to wrap up the regular season. So obviously throughout the year, I'll be on talking about these games going much more in depth before and after each game, but that's kind of where I have things right now. Um, for the Ducks, let me do a, a quick count here. So that's that's Oregon at 12 and 0. I'm realizing, you know, the way I went through it, are they actually going to be 12 and 0? I'm not sure. I think you got to figure that Oregon at least drops one game, possibly. Um, I think the Big Ten is a really, really good conference. But that being said, I think Oregon's schedule is decently favorable right let's let's talk about some big picture things right you have that early buy which i think doesn't really serve oregon that well especially what the two teams that they're sandwiched against oregon state and ucla not two games that i think are going to be super tough uh but you get ohio state in eugene that's great you got to hit the road out to purdue and uh, west lafayette you know in the cold in late october and you got to go out to ann arbor in the start of November and then out to Madison in uh, late November, but you get Washington at home and that's really big uh, getting your rival at home. And then the, the start of the season is, is three really winnable games. So I think that Oregon's win total being set at 10 and a half is pretty appropriate. I think it's one of the, one of the highest win total projections in the entire country. I want to say it's top four. Like there's only like three teams, maybe like Georgia and Ohio state, that are also in that area. Um, so I'm not pre predicting, excuse me, I'm not predicting 12 and 0 for the Ducks, not right now in February, way too early to do that. But what I am telling you is that 10 and a half wins, I definitely like Oregon to, to hit the over there. Um, I think that 
you'll have some flexibility with the new expanded playoff, the five plus seven format. Um, it's not a massive deal. If you drop one game, I think you're still going to get into that expanded 12 team playoff, but I think Oregon definitely looks good to hit this win total of 10 and a half. Um, so that would be 11 in 2024. I think Dan Lanning's just finding the stride each year. I think the defense is going to be great again with him, Tosh Lapoy and Chris Hampton. And then Will Stein's going to put on a show with Dylan Gabriel running that offense in Eugene and they are stacked across the board. So that would do it for me on another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. couple of reminders for you guys. Tap in with me on social media. I am at mTOR Sports on both Twitter and Instagram. DMs are always open if you guys want to drop me a message. Uh, and then you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. You can read me over on ducksdigest.com and then share the show, share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. Thank you guys so much for taking some time out of your day to talk some ball with me and talk some duck football. And we'll see you in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.